0: Today on the Tearsheet Podcast. They want a digital product that interacts with the consumer. Uh, when the consumer is in a workflow. So if you in your retail, you're buying something, imagine the credit card comes alive and talks to you and said, look, if you do this purchase, your rewards are gonna jump to X3X. Uh so on and so forth. So it is they want to alter consumer behavior more than intercept consumer behavior with the most adopted technical product ever existed, which is a credit card. And that led us to set, to uh, uh, looking at companies uh, like Power, who are great program managers, but at the same time, build a very strong tech stack uh, that allowed for this flexibility in the integration with, with Anywhere Flow.
1: Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. There are a few brands that are synonymous with the modern financial services tech stack. Stripe, Galileo, Square. Marquette is definitely in that list too. Founder Jason Gardner stepped down recently, and the firm named Simon Kalaf CEO. Simon was previously Chief Product Officer at the firm. And Simon joins us today on the podcast to take a look at the current market dynamics in this complicated time for financial services and technology. Simon talks about Marquette's recent acquisition of credit card program manager Power and takes us behind the scenes to share why customer demand led to this acquisition. With Power and credit, alongside the firm's tech and debit and prepaid, it sounds like cards have a lot of room to provide intelligence and guidance to their holders going forward. Simon Kalaf is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast.
0: I'm Simon Kalaf, I'm the CEO of Marketo. Uh, we're the platform
2: for embedded finance. So, Simon, so, mean, um, I have a lot of questions for you. Uh, I know we're short of time. I'm curious about what you're seeing in the market uh, regarding embedded finance. I know Marketo was like very early to this 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 sort of, this terminology, this, this methodology. Um, what are you seeing in terms of the market and how that's evolving?
0: Yeah, Zach, uh, thanks. Great to meet you, by the way. Uh, as well. Look, I mean, uh, Marketa has been early to embedded finance. We just didn't call it embedded finance. So to give you an example, uh, uh, Marketa started growing fast, supporting Neobank, then on-demand delivery, So, which we consider a very strong uh, embedded finance use case. I mean, most of on-demand delivery players, their core business is not finance. They just wanted financial services. Then we moved into expense management and then many other use cases that we consider embedded finance. I think what we're seeing right now is a very interesting trend, which is uh, very well-established companies that are non-fintechs uh, are looking at what fintech has done and the innovation that fintech has done to, to make money accessible early to uh, uh, to the constituents, and they wanna embed those into their own workflows. So whether it's uh, uh, marketplaces, retail or digital, whether it's, uh, it's payroll company, labor marketplaces, whether it's retailers that want to have point of sale lending. So everybody's looking at what FinTech has built and said, I want one of these. So so that's kind of what, what is happening right now. So it's kind of an, an expansion to embedded, to embedded finance. And and I'd say that trend started happening in Twenty uh, uh, in the mid of 2022, which which is
2: non-financial folks looking at FinTech and saying, I want to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, I remember meeting with Jason um, years ago and I didn't quite understand Marquetta at the time. and And he gave me the use case of on-demand delivery and some of the work that you guys were doing in that field. And that like kind of I remember it was like a, it was an epiphany moment. It was like a light bulb went off. I'm like, ah, I really understand what that is. Maybe maybe you can describe um, to our listenership some of the complexities um, in some of these use cases that you just described.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the financial system, the global financial system, is complicated, right? It is, uh, and if you look at folks that are uh, uh, that are delivering digital experiences today, they're used to this simplicity of app development. They're used to the simplicity of uh, being able to get, get a great idea, disrupt the market, host everything on AWS, and then use the Apple development tool. And there you go, they have an app with a press of a button that can scale globally right, in 250 plus uh, 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 countries. That's the mentality of innovation. And if you look at also large companies, they're starting to think this way. But in order to do that in financial services, it's hard. There's local uh, regulations. There's money licenses that you have to acquire in every country. uh, There's issuing banks that have to work with, with the Visa and the MasterCard. So the complexity of the underlying infrastructure is high for the innovators to be able to embed the financial services into their workflows. So think of Marketa as kind of the operating system that allows them to say, don't worry about this complexity. Do what you're phenomenal at, which is innovate, right? And we'll take care of the rest. Uh, So uh, from an issuing perspective, we work with issuing banks. We work with the regulatory environments to make sure that everything you're dreaming of is actually safe and compliant. Uh, And we, we, we get you up and running on top of the financial ecosystem. And then we support you, how the money moves, how how the credit facility is set up, uh how paying receivables or selling receivables are done, all these constructs in, in our kind of technical term are hidden. That complexity is hidden. What they see is an API, right? They use it, they integrate it, the rest
2: is unknown. Thank you, Simon. And um, obviously, historically, Marketa was known, you know, primarily in debit. And over the past few years, you, you have moved more into credit. Um, and you made a recent acquisition of power finance. I'd love to hear sort of about uh, the around sort of the 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 background information that kind of led into making an acquisition. Why, why did you need to own this? Where is this going to take Marquette in the future? Sure. Um, the 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 great thing about Marketa is when we talk
0: to our customers, they want more from us. Uh, And you sit down and you say, hey, what are your plans and how can we support you? And credit was top of mind. And and credit comes in multiple forms, right? It's not just a a credit card. You you do have the B2B business, in which uh, now with working capital at about, say, prime plus 3%, that's 8%, it's becoming expensive. So uh, the idea uh, of credit is actually prevalent. And a lot of people came to us and say, look, you've done a great job on the on the debit and the prepaid we want to get credit from you so we started working with partners uh, uh, like an fmbo uh, and and deserve and we've had good successes but a lot of folks wanted uh, probably this may sound cheesy but they wanted the credit card to come alive they want, they want, they don't want a piece of plastic anymore, right? They want, uh, on the consumer side, they want a digital product that interacts with the consumer uh, when the consumer is in a workflow. So if you're in retail, you're buying something, imagine the credit card comes alive and talks to you and said, look, if you do this purchase, your rewards are going to jump to X, 3X, uh, so on and so forth. So, it is they want to alter consumer behavior more than intercept consumer behavior with the most adopted technical product ever existed, which is a credit card. And that led us to, set, to uh, uh, looking at companies uh, like Power, who are great program managers, but at the same time build a very strong tech stack. Uh, that allowed for this flexibility in the integration with with any workflow and the good thing about about power is that uh, they're effectively the exact opposite of what Marketa did so so the, in, the the duplication is almost non-existent so we were just a processor and they were the program manager so putting those together you got the complete solution that allows our customers to do all these
2: all these great things they want to do and, and by bringing that in-house uh, and wetting it more closely to the Marketa platform, what does that enable Marketa to do in the future?
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the biggest thing is is uh, uh, serving the the embedded finance market. So uh, I'll give you three e- simple examples that can illustrate that. I mean, the first one is a retail marketplace. Like think of like whatever marketplace du jour that you love and you go in and you get a co-brand from them. And then that credit card actually looks at what you are doing and guides you. So, and there's many things that, that a card can actually do in order to encourage or discourage a purchase. Uh, rewards and loyalty are huge. So you can bring those up and down in near real time in order to change consumer behavior. I, I hate to say gamification, uh, because that word means a lot a lot of things, but it has worked and all, also shopping and retail is fun. It is like games. so so bringing gamification to that can change the equation in, in in retail. So that would be an example of what we can do. And then also increasing the loyalty of consumers. I mean if you look at uh, today uh, in which it, in, in a downturn, cost of user acquisition matters as much as the LTV with inflation going up right uh, the lifetime value of a consumer although going up but your cost of goods are are actually going up with it so it's very important to focus on retention and there's nothing like the airline industry can probably is 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 phenomenal at telling us there's nothing like loyalty points sorry like points to drive loyalty Loyalty drives retention, retention increases the LTV. So everybody who wants to uh, increase consumer engagement with a brand sees that as an opportunity to to, to drive it. So that's one example. The other example, which is huge, if you look at working capital uh, at 8% and 9%, it's complicated like if you go to a small business and say, hey i, I want to go and i want 100k working capital loan to bridge receivable and payables okay. you have to basically provide a pnl a balance sheet sometimes the owners of that small business have to put their own uh, their own uh, credit on the line and then you have initiation fees and you have uh, early early payment penalties and and these six or seven pages that you actually have to sign your life in order to get them to underwrite effectively a payable transaction. Imagine you get an invoice and you got to pay it. So why not swipe to pay? And you're only underwriting that transaction. You're not giving an SMB kind of a carte blanche with working capital to go spend more money on Google and Facebook. You're just giving them money to uh, to meet the payables. So but by, by focusing on underwriting a transaction, right? versus underwriting effectively a blank check, right? You have changed the risk equation, you have served the SMB, and you made the issuance of credit, let's call it working capital. You've made that embedded into the flow, like swipe to pay. And behind the scene, a credit, a virtual credit card is created, we underwrite this transaction, payment is done, everybody's happy, net 30, deal's done,
2: card evaporates. I appreciate that example. I guess in the remaining time that we have, Simon, um, obviously the industry is undergoing uh, some an evolution. It's part of its macroeconomic, part of its specific to to our industry. Um, where do you see Marketa sort of playing out, and, and and what's happening with your clients and, and your prospects out there? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I I think
0: uh, uh, the the whenever you look at a, a, da- a downturn or what we're calling a downturn. Uh, I think we have been spoiled as an industry in general. Like, I mean, bit, when you yeah. have right, like <laughs> you look at fifteen years, sixteen years of prosperity, it encourages bad behavior. So uh, once you look at uh, you, once you look at where we are today and the focus that every company, not only fintech, it, 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 being focused on what what I call back to basics you got to deliver sustainable, profitable growth. That's how companies survive. You don't survive by borrowing, borrowing, or selling that, or uh, uh, increasing your valuation, and so on and so forth. You thrive when you start delivering value to customers and and growing your EBITDA. So I think, uh, I hate to call it the flight to quality, it's the flight to basic principles and that will happen, and and that will create much stronger companies, much more durable use cases, and much better leadership, to be perfectly honest with you. I think the generation that The the leadership that will generate from from this down uh, uh, that sorry graduate from this downturn is going to be a much stronger leadership to take us into the into the future. So I'm extremely extremely bullish about our 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 industry. Now, as far as Marquetta is concerned, look, I have I have to say. our our demand is, 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 is is growing. Uh, and, uh, and I think we, we, there's a lot of folks coming to Marketo. They're coming to us because we have scale because we're sure that uh, we've demonstrated that we can scale, but the most important thing we've demonstrated while we have scale, we can still innovate. It's the combination of innovation
2: at scale that, that, that folks are intrigued by. Are you seeing the composition of your clients or your prospects evolving during this time period as well? A great question. Yes, we are. Yeah. Like, like I said, we're seeing, uh, we're seeing a lot of the uh,
0: uh, more established companies that are not your traditional venture-funded fintechs uh, uh, come to us with many use cases, not one. Like most of our sales before used to be, I'd say, look, I've got a use case. Oh, I'm a BNPL player and I need you to help me in BNPL. Great. No problem, that will continue to grow. Now we're seeing companies come to us and saying, hey, first thing I want you to do is labor disbursement, Chuck. great, but also I want you to think of point of sale lending for my consumers. I also want you to think about a co-brand with my consumers. Guess what, I also want you to think about earned wage access for my consumers. Ah, I also want you to think about expense management for my employees. So all of a sudden, an engagement leads to four or five or six use cases. So yes, we're absolutely seeing the expansion of the demand, uh, more, not just the, the change in who's buying. Uh, so there's a change in who's buying and a change in, in what they are buying. And I think it plays a little bit to the strength of up because we went very deep in the stack like which, which is debit prepaid uh, banking and money movement and now with credit right but all at the same time we didn't go wide we're not doing acquiring we're not doing uh, uh hey start a company and 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 you know we would we do all the filings behind the scene we went very very deep and i think uh, uh i think he's paying off
2: Simon thanks so much for joining us today thanks for joining us on the Tierci podcast Thank you, Zach. We really appreciate the time.